Sometimes things are not quite what we expect them to be. You know, we have one thing in mind and then something else happens. Something else happens. I put, um, we have a planner that's linked to the church website. And I put the reading and the title for this sermon into the planner. But there was a glitch. And the reading and the title disappeared. Right? At the time that I put them in. So what was left meant that Lydia had to send me an email during the week. Some weeks I've been late putting them in. So so she's been going, I'm trying to put the notice sheet together. What is the reading? I had actually put it in this week. And I'd put a title too. And what we were left with after the glitch was... Wait a minute, what does it say in the notice sheet? E is only for the start... Now, that is very cryptic, and if you've been trying to work it out, E is only for the start. Is that something about Ezra? And the first letter of Ezra is E. Maybe that's it. No, it was a note about the fact that Emmeline was going out to junior church. (laughs) So, E is only in for the start. Um, so I do apologise those of you that have been trying to go oh what is it but unexpected things happen on Friday morning Emmeline and I took Noah to look round a local secondary school to consider if it might be the right one for him to go to next year and on the tour we uh, entered a, a modern language class, which had year seven pupils, pupils that had only started there a week earlier. And uh, the teacher uh, was calling out the register, and each pupil was to reply, we miss you, to say that they were there. But one of the boys hadn't quite understood what he was supposed to do. And he was about sixth on the list, and nobody had responded so far with the expected response. We miss you. But the teacher called his name, and he said nothing. And then the teacher looked round the room and called again, putting a bit more of a question into it and the boy gave his answer he said I'm over here (laughs) but that's not what the teacher expected or at least I don't think it was the passage today has bits that you are not expecting the whole of this account is something that People were not expecting. Certainly towards the end where there's the the bit with the, the bowls and the pans being added up. Those of you with a quick bit of arithmetic will have noticed that the numbers given 
don't add up to the final total. We're still a few thousand short between verses 10 and 11. That's not to mention what happened to the 30th silver pan. You know, we've got 30 of this and 30 of that, but 29. And you sort of think, wait a minute, somebody's lost one somewhere. Was that really what they were expecting as they got them out the store? Have you ever gone through your cupboards and gone, I'm sure I should have something else here? But it's not. In fact, we don't even know if it was a pan. There's a little note attached to that, with a tiny footnote at the bottom that says we're a bit unsure of the meaning of that word. In the NIV, it says pan. If you were in reading an authorised version, a King James, it would say knife. Now, I'm not a MasterChef contestant, but I know the difference between a pan and a knife most of the time. Uh, So, you know, there's unexpectedness and things that we are unsure of throughout this reading. And the fact that the silver and gold is being returned to Judah from the temple of the false gods is something that is really unexpected. People who have been taken prisoner, people that have been taken a captive, turned into slaves, don't usually get back the wealth that was stolen from their country. But here the riches are being given over. Perhaps they were surprised to be set free and offered the chance to return to Jerusalem. But that should not have been unexpected. For we know that this is God keeping his promise and God always keeps his promise. In Jeremiah 25 which is before the sacking of the temple by the Babylonians. God says that his people will be prisoners for 70 years, but will return. And it's a sign of God's loving mercy that that 70-year sentence is not taken in full. The period of exile is coming to an end. It's far closer to 50 years. They are released. The Lord has stirred the heart of Ceres into letting the people go. And this king, his position is about as far removed from the Egyptian pharaoh at the time of Moses as can be imagined. The journey out of Egypt, the Exodus left a bloody mess behind. The firstborn sons dead. The Egyptian army drowned. The exit from Babylon is peaceful. It is not with argument but with a blessing 
and with an encouragement to go home and to do well on that journey, to have good life, to have wealth, to have happiness. The neighbours gave food and animals, goods and gifts, all a blessing so that the people can go home and worship God. In the story of the Exodus, we see the great power of God. But in the story of the return from exile, the story that we start to see starting in our passage today, we see something of the greatness of God's love and a sense of his kingdom. He wants people to have hope and justice, peace and humility. This is the way of the Lord. And there's a generosity here that we don't expect. The riches poured out for those who are departing. There's a sense among the wider community that those who were not children of Israel must feel that it's right for these people to go. There's a sense that the rebuilding of the temple back in Jerusalem must be a worthwhile exercise. It's something to be encouraged and supported. It suggests that God's people have been liked by the Babylonians and that perhaps something has been communicated to the people who were holding them prisoner about the want to worship and about the importance of faith. And as we think of how that was important to those that were going to go back to Jerusalem and how they must have shared that with their neighbours, the challenges for us What do we think is important? What are the values that we hold? And have we communicated that to our neighbours? Do they understand why we gather for worship? Do they see the hope that can be had? Would they think it was worthwhile to share their finances? To bless the purpose of God. It is our place to speak of God's love and to share our love in action. Why would our neighbour choose to believe in the Lord if what they see on a daily basis is a hypocrite? Someone who has little compassion and always speaks of wrong rather than the great hope that is there for their heart. And what if the shoes on the other foot 
imagine you were the Babylonian. How do you treat the foreigner in your land? What support and encouragement do you offer for the person of a different faith? What help do you give to the person who'd rather be living in their own country but has found them there themselves in a place where they don't want to be but where they have to live for the time being as they long for their return home. And think not just of your actions and what you say to that person but the actions and what you say to other people from your own background. For that reveals the truth of your heart and influences the attitude and behaviour of others. In such matters, remember what Jesus said in the parable of the sheep and the goats that we had back in April. In Matthew 25, the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed, take your inheritance, the kingdom that was prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was ill and you looked after me. I was in prison and you visited me. The Babylonians think of what will be needed for the Israelites returning home. What they need to re-establish themselves in their homeland. And they freely give it. The people being released from their exile from their time in captivity don't know what they're returning to they don't know the details I use the word returning loosely because it's been 50 odd years how many of those taken prisoner are actually still alive this is more likely to be second or third generation that these people are going home Will they be able to ply a trade? What was the temple like? How much does it need? They take a step forward into the unknown, but they do so with great faith. We might have certain expectations. We might imagine things are one way because they always have been, or imagine they should be one way, Because that's what we want. Let us not hold so tight to these ideas. But be people of faith. Seeking the new start each day. Seeking the right path forward. Journeying to build not a temple. But something new. Of the kingdom of God.